Hi there. Happy Masterful Living. Happy Monday. So grateful to join with you. So grateful to open our hearts, open our minds, and join together for our healing. Yay! <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love the, the feeling of the new year. I love that we get to begin again. We give ourselves permission to start again. Yes. And I think we have an amazing and beautiful energy that we're working with this year. And such a great group. Oh, my goodness. So powerful. Ah. <sighs> So let's take a breath of love and gratitude here together. I invite you to place your hand on your heart as I am doing. We tune in here. We open ourselves to the flow of love. We're opening ourselves to unprecedented healing, expansion, clarity. We're consciously partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self, and we are remembering our true nature, our true identity is perfect love. It always has been, and it always will be. So grateful and so thankful to recognize that where we are, love is, that we're right at the very center of the universe. Mm. We're at the very center of the mind of God. Everything is for us and nothing is against us. And as we take these breaths of love and gratitude, we recognize I am that I am and I am one with the I am presence of every being everywhere. So our choices for healing, our choices for awakening, expansion, clarity, living a life of love, our choices benefit all of our brothers and sisters because we're one with them. And we declare in this class that we are willing to have an experience of perfect love. We are willing to have an experience of pure joy. We are willing to receive divine insight and clarity we're willing to listen to each other with compassion, with caring, with generosity, with patience, with kindness. We're using every opportunity that we have to practice developing these masterful skills. We are choosing to walk in the world in service to love, in service to light, being our true self, being truly helpful. We gather together for this holy purpose and to fully and completely forever relinquish patterns of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. We join together for the purpose of remembering our true identity and remembering that our true nature is unlimited and unprecedented, already perfect, already whole, already as holy as holy can be. We're willing and ready to relinquish all false perceptions and projections and to simply be ourselves, a loving, beneficial presence. Oh, so grateful, 
so grateful to claim this for us now. I call upon the company of heaven in all that is holy to assist us, to walk with us and talk with us. I call upon our ancestors, the angelic realm, the ascended masters, calling all. <laughs> to bless our time together. So grateful to transcend time and space to be together in the love. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 So we're going to go uh, pretty quickly from our opening prayer into this week's uh, primary tool, which is a visioning, a guided meditation to receive a divine vision for our life. And I will be walking you through this guided meditation, and I'll be laying out some questions, and we're going to listen for the answers from our higher Holy Spirit self. And the thing about listening for the answers is that the answers will come in so many different ways. For one person, it might come as pictures and images, colors and feelings. For some, it comes as clear words, uh, thoughts. For some, it comes as sounds and songs. And so we all receive insight, intuition, in our own unique ways. So one of the things that we cultivate in order to be masterful is non-judgment. So not judging how the insight or the awareness comes to us, but simply being grateful. Sometimes people don't receive anything the first time they do this exercise. So you'll have it on the recording, and you can go through it again and again. And this is an exercise I myself have done certainly hundreds and hundreds of times. Always find it beneficial. And you can learn to just do it for yourself in contemplative meditation. And once again, you'll have the recording to walk through it. I found, having done this so many times, that there are two ways that people like to be during the guided meditation. So first of all, most times if you're doing any kind of work like this lying down, the chances are you will fall asleep, especially listening to the sound of my voice because I know uh, a lot of people tell me that my voice calms them and they fall asleep. <laughs> so we get relaxed and we fall asleep. And sometimes... Uh, a lot of people have told me they actually listen to me when they have trouble falling asleep. Um, so that's a nice thing. 
but it's not so helpful if what you're trying to do is receive a divine download. You don't necessarily want to fall asleep. So sitting up straight can be very helpful. Of course, you can't, you absolutely cannot do this and multitask. It's not even possible. So you, you must be able to sit, uh, ideally spine erect, and your head straight, not leaning over, not tilted, just straight, perhaps tipped just a slight bit down, seems to be the best positioning for brainwave functioning or insight, clarity, that connection with the divine. And steady breathing, noticing your breathing, not needing to force it <clears throat> or take particularly deep breaths necessarily, but just breathing normally in a relaxed fashion. And some people like to take notes during the guided meditation so that they don't have to try to recall what insights they get later. Uh, some people find that writing things down takes them out of the meditation. So you can just discover what works well for you. Again, you'll have the recording, so you can do this as often as you like. You can invite some friends over and do it with them. I personally think that's a great thing to do. And I have had um, groups that I've been a part of for 20 years, 19 years, that uh, we did this together. Uh, so uh, I've done it so many times in so many different kinds of groups. And you'll find what works best for you. But it is really nice to be able to do this guided meditation with others. And uh, you can share your notes and compare. And uh, another thing you can do is you can... Uh, if let's say you have a group of three people, you might do the guide. Everybody does the visioning for one person and then the next person and the next person. So you go through the whole visioning for one person and everybody shares what they get for that one person. Uh, I've done it that way bazillion times. And it's a, it's a lovely way to have a spiritual gathering with friends. Or with colleagues. I've also used this visioning. I'm calling today a life visioning. And it's a, a process that is derived from what I learned from Michael Beckwith at Agape when I was studying there. I have my own version of it. And uh, he has a whole CD set and everything about it. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else to tell you before we begin. So you will want to have a notebook and pen to make notes. You will want to hang on to these notes because you'll be using them uh, in other parts of the curriculum. And again, some people like to write their notes 
during the visioning. Some people like to wait to the end. Uh, I tend to make notes during the visioning and maybe flesh them out more at the end. And when it comes time for prayer partners in Masterful Living, uh, this, this is something that would be very helpful to share with your prayer partner. All right. So let us begin. Remember that there's no right or wrong. Just going to have your experience of it. We're coming together, sitting up straight, eyes closed, relaxed, available and open for divine insight and clarity. We're opening ourselves to be profoundly receptive once again, partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember our true identity is perfect love and that we are entitled to miracles. So we're setting aside all thoughts of the past, what should have been, what could have been, what might have been. And we're setting aside all thoughts of the future, what comes next, what's later today, tomorrow, and we're allowing ourselves to become fully and completely present in this moment now, awake and aware to the highest possibility of love. So we're opening ourselves to divine insight and clarity, wisdom, And we're opening ourselves to receive the insights, the wisdom, the clarity in the way that's perfect for us to receive it. And feeling so receptive, so available. We ask of the higher self, the Holy Spirit, these questions. What is the highest vision or divine idea for my life? What is the highest vision or divine idea for my life? Just allowing it to come, not editing it or questioning it. The highest vision or divine idea for my life is. The highest vision or divine idea for my life is. Mm. 
what is the highest vision or divine idea for my life? What is the highest vision or the divine idea for my life? We take that breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and so thankful to affirm our receptivity, our willingness to hear and know and feel and sense the truth. And it is with this willingness and this receptivity that we ask the question, what is it I must become or embody in order to fulfill the highest vision or divine idea for my life? What is it I must become? What is it I must embody in order to be the one who fulfills the divine idea for my life? What is it I must become? What is it I must embody in order to fulfill the highest vision for my life? that I must become or embody in order to fulfill the highest vision for my life.
What is it I must embody? What is it I must become in order to fulfill the highest vision for my life? And once again, taking this breath of love and gratitude, so grateful to open ourselves even more to divine insight, clarity, wisdom. So grateful to allow ourselves to know the truth. And in this willingness and receptivity, we ask the question, what is it that I must release in order to become the one who fulfills the divine idea for my life. What is it I must release? What is it that no longer serves me? What am I being called to release in order to become the one who fulfills the divine idea the holy purpose for my life. What is it that I must release? What no longer serves my life? What is it I'm being called to release? What no longer serves? What is it that can fall away in order for me to become the one who fulfills the divine vision for my life? 
Again, breathing deeply, opening our minds, opening our hearts, becoming even more receptive, more grateful. We ask the question, what is the symbol that represents the highest vision for my life? What is the symbol or the image that represents this divine idea, this highest vision for my life? What is the symbol that represents the highest vision for my life? What is the symbol or image that represents the divine idea for my life? Again, we're breathing in gratitude, so grateful, so thankful, breathing out gratitude, opening our hearts, opening our minds, becoming ever more receptive, ever more available to the insight, the clarity, the truth. And breathing deeply, we ask the next question. And the question is, what are the action steps and goals that support my becoming the one who fulfills the divine idea for my life? What are the action steps and goals that support my becoming the one who fulfills the divine vision for my life? What are the action steps and the goals that support me becoming the one who fulfills the divine idea for my life?
What are the action steps and the goals that support me in becoming the one who fulfills the divine vision for my life? And as we're bringing this visioning to a close, we move once again into gratitude, into thankfulness for any insight we've gathered at all. Grateful to be able to join together for a holy purpose. Grateful to be willing to receive a divine vision. Grateful to be willing to carry out and fulfill a divine vision, to allow it to be fulfilled through us and as us. And what I know for each and every one of us is that everything that we need is pre-installed. Everything that we don't already recognize within us will be shown to us be given to us, will be made known to us. So we rejoice to receive all kinds of divine love and support in order to fulfill the vision for our lives. So grateful to affirm our willingness, our receptivity, so grateful to allow the vision to come to fruition. So grateful that we don't have to figure out how. Our only responsibility is to allow. We're cultivating that response ability to allow. In gratitude, we truly share the benefits with everyone 
and we allow it to be. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hmm. So I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, time here now just to make any notes particularly for those who weren't making notes during the visioning and for those who um, would like to make more notes, have a little bit more time, you can take that time now. And again, if you didn't get much of anything, do not be concerned. It's not at all unusual, particularly if it's your first time doing something like this. You'll have the recording. You can come back and do it again and again. And also, since you've opened your mind to it, you might find that you're walking down the street, you're cooking dinner, something pops into your awareness, and you realize, oh, yes, that's part of that vision. I certainly know that's how God works with me. Sometimes we get images or symbols or sounds or colors that don't make any sense until it does. <laughs> the light bulb goes on. So while people are making notes, if anybody has any questions, you can raise your hand with a star two or you can type a question in and uh, remember, all the questions and everything will be in your um, transcript, but I will just repeat the questions now. So the first one was, what is the highest vision or divine idea for my life? What is the highest vision or divine idea for my life? And the next one is, what must I become or embody and or embody? What must I become and or embody in order to be the one who fulfills the divine vision for my life? And the next one is, what must I release? What no longer serves me? What must I release in order to become the one who fulfills the divine idea for my life? What must I release? What no longer serves me? And the next one was, is there a symbol that represents the highest vision for my life? Is there a symbol that represents that divine idea? 
And the next last one is, are there any action steps or goals that support my becoming the one who fulfills the divine idea for my life? Are there any action steps or goals? Most of us can think of a long list of action steps and goals, but it's really, what, what is the guidance? Not the ego, but the spirit. What is the higher self guiding us to? I'd like to open it up for sharing before I move on to some other things. Anybody have any ahas or insights, any revelations, anything unexpected? Star two to raise your hand or you can type in a question in the question box. Any surprises, any ahas, any insights, any confirmations, validations, affirmations? Or is there, oh, we've got Lori raising her hand here. Hey, Lori. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for this wonderful visualization. And I so needed that because my dreams for my life have been buried under barriers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm um, wishing I would have had this before I wrote or attempted to write my intentions because I was so blocked. So I'm grateful for this. Thank you so much. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, and I'm driving home from work, so I can't I wrote I literally was after you would say speak it, I would do the speech enabled text so I have all the questions <laughs> on verbatim. Yeah. I not when will you have the recording up? Oh, it'll go up right away. Yeah, oh, lovely, lovely, yeah. lovely. So if I'm missing any words, I can fill in the blanks. And when mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to get home to um, really follow your lead. And, you know, I want to start a meditation practice um, to be quiet and empty my mind. And mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm doing, just want to take my will back because yeah. I've just been not, my will has been, all over the map, and I want to be laser-focused on the love, and thank you for calling out the love for today and beyond, um, starting with Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi. Appreciate it. Yes. Well, you're so welcome, Lori, and I have to say that uh, 
what you're sharing, it reminds me of when I first started doing this. And uh, so back in the 90s, so almost 20 years ago, and I would repeatedly get these same things over and over again, uh, the images of a lighthouse, Im images of a, a, a heart that was filled with light broadcasting and uh, all these messages of me being a teacher and uh, a healing presence. And I used to think, well, I don't know how that's going to happen. <laughs> but fortunately, I began to allow it to happen. So sometimes the things we get can be very startling. What? No, that's not me. I, I got somebody else's vision. What did you get? I think you might have gotten my vision. <laughs> I, I can remember feeling that way uh, doing this with my friends when I first started doing it. So, um yeah, thank you. Thank you for your willingness. Yeah, I've been struggling long enough with my resistance that I think the 20 years that you've been actively living in the love and walking the talk, that I'm just going to hop right in. Yeah. <laughs> time, it's my time. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. That's the best gift anyone can give. Thank you, Lori. All right. Anybody else like to share anything? Got Barbara raising her hand here. Hey, Barbara. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. I'm from Finding Freedom to Masterful Living, and I'm yeah. so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> and I'm so happy to, I, I'm so glad to hear Lori's comment and everything, and then yours. Um, mine is very similar to yours. <laughs> I have facilitated, I know I'm a light shower, I know I'm here to just, and basically what my divine vision is, is to fully 100% embody the light and love that I am, the, the divine being that I am. And all the work, all that you're facilitating, Jennifer, I have to say once again, is is being experienced by me that knows so much, done every training, every book, every mm -hmm. searching, searching, knowing, 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 to embodying and feeling it and being it. And so I just thank you so much. And it it is the tools, and they're so simple, but they're just so core. And you can just feel when you are willing and you open and you make a choice, a conscious choice, when you're constricted and your every your part your body is is giving you messages of of constriction. <laughs> And you open consciously and just say, I turn this over or I, I open and make room for all of this. So, um, yes, it just said, do just continue this. And then, and as I feel my love and light, which I'm already experiencing in myself, mm. just shine it out to the world and I'm doing it. And it's just because I'm filling with it and I have that to just shine out and 
people are responding and it's not an intellectual ego driven anything it's just so joyful and um thank you so much <laughs> yes. I, this is just the best place to be what you're offering is just the most wondrous at this time and I can't wait to experience more. My goal also is to not be alone anymore in my journey mm-hmm. and absolutely open to this community uh, and to know we're all out there and just embrace each other and reinforce each other. And I'm, yeah. I'm so grateful. Oh, I'm so grateful too. And, you know, Barbara, every year at the end of the year when I ask people to tell me, uh, some summaries they always say they always say <laughs> every single person that I speak with says the community is unbelievable, yeah, it really is, and so it it's growing it's already we're off to a great start if anyone has listened to the community calls, there was some powerful sharing the last couple of weeks and uh some great insights this last, uh, just the other day, uh, the Saturday community call. And so, um, yeah, it's it's a great group of people, and I can feel what's, what's going on is really good. Well, that's wonderful. And I wanted to say one other thing. My symbol, <laughs> it was the heart also. Aha! It was, it was these two, it was just embracing. I was drawn to draw this embracing within the heart um, and the light shining, the light and love shining out. So, yeah, it <laughs> seems to be a good symbol. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a heart community. So we're we're people who are ready to open our hearts like you said, you've read everything and studied everything, and I had all my training uh, really in the science of mind teachings, pretty much. And then, uh, of course, the um, training, uh, the mind training of A Course in Miracles. Uh, and I love the teachings of Ernest Holmes. I love the science of mind teachings. They're so powerful and beautiful, and so many people in the new thought so intellectual and the 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 missing piece the transformative piece is the dropping into your heart and that we that's what we focus on here is really taking it into our heart so yeah a lot of heart symbols come up for people <laughs> yes thank you so bless you so much Jennifer and bless you Barbara thank you and we've got um, Lynn wrote in her symbol is a child angel with her hands in prayer. So beautiful. Devotion, innocence and devotion is what I feel in that lightness of being coming forward. And we've got Amber uh, raising her hand here. And is it, isn't it Amber Dawn? Yes, it's Amber Dawn. Yeah. So, uh, what would, you- yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I guess I had a question about um, the symbol as well. I've never done this type of meditation before, and I was really interested in it. And 
um, when you said symbol, like, so I didn't know what to expect, and then you you said, you know, is there a symbol that comes to mind? And immediately I had um, a deer, like a stag, like in a winter coat mm. with really big um, antlers, and that's just not something that I really ever think of or mm-hmm. is something that has ever been meaningful to me, and I just wondered... Um, any recommendations on how to deal with a symbol that doesn't immediately make sense to you? Yeah, well, uh, there's uh, one thing that comes to me is, do you know anything about or have you ever heard about animal spirit uh, medicine or spirit animals? Yes, yes, I have heard of that. Um, I'm not like super familiar with it, but I'm, I'm, I know what it's about. Yeah. So what I would do is I'm not familiar with the stag per se, and Mm -hmm. the stag may also be the deer. Mm -hmm. So, um, you can, I would just Google that and see what you get. Mm -hmm. Um, there are some wonderful cards there's a deck of cards that i have uh animal spirit medicine cards uh which i i really like has a wonderful book um that goes with it uh mm, i'm trying to remember who the author is but i'm sure if you google those things you'll it'll take you on a little perfect journey <laughs> I also had a heart too. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. just, yeah. just to be in line with that. It's kind of a burning heart. Like a heart mm-hmm. with flames around it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like the the sacred heart. It it's that I don't know a lot about that, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was in there too. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times the sacred heart or the immaculate heart uh mm-hmm. will be uh, portrayed on a background of flames mm-hmm. or gold. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was very bright gold around the red, like deep yeah. red and then bright gold around it. Yeah. Well, you know, and also in terms of the symbolism there, so uh, the the red is compassion. That's really weird that you should say that. Sorry to interrupt, but like that word was like literally when it said, "What were the um, um, what did I have to embody?" The word that came to me was compassion. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No. Yeah. No. 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 And so yeah. So you can see how there's uh, a cohesiveness to what you're receiving. Right. And um, the The heart that is compassionate, the heart that is helpful, is one that has access to the wisdom. And the the color that is uh, associated with wisdom is yellow. Okay. And not gold so much, but with uh, yellow, mm-hmm. like. The, like a bright sun, shiny yellow. Mm-hmm. So um, the wisdom of the heart is 
coming forward. That's what I'm hearing. And, uh, yeah, the stag. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested. You'll have to let us know. Put in in the Facebook group and let us know or you can share on a community call or something what, sure. what you learn. I will look it up and report back. Yeah, and for those who the whole animal spirit medicine thing is, what? I don't know what that is. You you can just Google that. And so my perception, my belief, my understanding is that people have uh, animal totems. Could It could be also a bird or even a um, a reptile or an insect. Uh, we don't need to exclude anything that um, they have a spiritual kinship with. And each creature has its own medicine that it brings, that it can teach us about. So sometimes people are like spiders. Ugh. But, you know, spiders, there's grandmother spider, and um, there's they can be symbolic of wonderful things. So uh, you can think twice before you go into your capture and release of the spider. You don't want to ever kill a spider. Just put them outside. Um, and uh, uh, for me, one of the real openings in my life was I intuited that my animal spirit was the hawk. And... Um, when I started to look at that and research that, uh, I, the hawk is the messenger. So first it came to me, oh, your totem is the hawk. And I thought, well, how do I know it's really the hawk? I mean, how do I know that's really anything, you know? Because that's the kind of questioner I was. Like, how do I know this is worth anything to me? How do I know it's just not me making stuff up again, you know? Uh, but um, when I looked up the animal spirit medicine of the hawk, it was the hawk is the messenger, and the hawk has the ability to see the details from a very high perspective, and um, it also has the ability to see the whole view, the big view. And so for me as a spiritual leader, teacher, community builder, uh, it's essential that I can see the detail and how this detail will impact everyone in the ministry. And it's also important that I'm always looking at the big view. So I need both those skills. And and I'm definitely a messenger. Now, when I first got that insight, it seemed a bit grandiose to me. But now it seems very appropriate. So receiving that insight about the hawk being my totem, helped me to step into it. And there have been many times since then that I've seen hawks and I got a whole lot of insight as soon as that hawk, I could see it. It was a confirmation of things. It was because uh, it represents me being in my power. And so um, there's a, just a little animal spirit teaching and we'll learn more about the stag. Thanks, Amber Dawn. Thank you. I'm going to mute myself now. Okay. All right. Well, we're off to a great start there. 
Pam wrote in, I'm looking forward to repeating my visioning so I can confirm the divine idea that came forth. Wonderful. And, again, if you gra- uh, gather people together and you do it and you do it for each other, then uh, it's amazing how everybody comes up with the same thing or variations on the same theme when they all do it for the one person. So, uh, and, and parents... Uh, people who are in families, you and your significant other can do this together. You and your partner, your spouse, your honey bunny, you can uh, do it for your family. Do it for your visioning for your relationship. So uh, I have done visionings uh, with uh, and counseling sessions for couples and their weddings. Oh, I love to do, always wouldn't do a wedding without doing the visioning. And um, so there's a lot of uses for the visioning. And uh, so you can use it for lots of things. And Elizabeth uh, reminded me, Ted Andrews is the author, Spirit Animals by Ted Andrews. And uh, okay, so there's some other things I'd like to share here. So, in in this year in Masterful Living, and for those who are just doing New Year's intentions, you're laying a foundation for the journey of awakening. Because that that's what a successful life is. It's a journey of awakening. And in Masterful Living, we're doing it together. And we're really supporting each other. And it's powerful. So this is what we're actively engaged in while we're working these curriculums. And one thing to understand is this, that the ancient mystery schools and the Tibetans and many different schools of mystical teachings on awakening have told us that the beginning stages of awakening are feeling upset, sadness, fear, desperation, helplessness, and hopelessness, melancholia. It's so common for people to hit rock bottom and feel destitute, morally, emotionally, mentally destitute, And that is what firmly indicates, ah, they're on a path of awakening. (laughs) And I really feel like it was true for me. It really was true for, for me. So from my perspective, it's so valuable to be willing to stop investing in trying to find happiness in the world, from the world, or because of the world, and instead to focus inward and attune ourselves to the higher Holy Spirit self, the mighty I am presence within, our God self. Because the inner knower who knows is the only one who has our answers. It's the only one. I of myself can do nothing. I can't save anyone but myself. Jennifer can only save Jennifer. But as long as you're listening to me, You 
are the one who decides what is true for you. Now, we don't have individual versions of the truth. We don't. But I'm asking you to always check everything against your inner truth detector. And if you don't believe it, if it doesn't make sense to you, bring it up in class. Because it may be the way I've talked about it isn't clear. And if you find something isn't clear, it's really important to bring it up because you're probably not the only one. But always test everything out that I say. Discover it for yourself. There's no point in taking my word for it because it's meaningless until you know that you know. So what I've learned is I'm making an error if I believe something just because someone tells it to me. That That's not a path of awakening. We're learning to discern. So there's a huge difference between belief and knowing. And this is a key thing to understand and to pay attention to this year. When you believe something, you think it's true based on your experience. And that's what the ego does. It thinks things are true based on its experience, based on the past. So this is why A Course in Miracles is always telling us we're reviewing the past. That's all we're doing is reviewing the past. As long as we're uh, enamored of our interpretations and our opinions and our judgments, we're just reviewing the past. We're not experiencing what's really happening. When you know something, it's so different from believing something. When you know something, then there is no doubt. There's no vulnerability. There is a spiritual awareness, a knowing. And when you know something, no one can convince you otherwise. Nobody. When you believe things, you're like a... a shallowly planted tree in a windstorm. But when you know something, then your roots are deep and you're solid, you're substantial. So, talking about the truth, you'll hear me say this because a lot of people have a this saying, they say, well, my truth is. But, The facts are no one has an individual version of the truth because truth is true for everyone. So, and this is how you can test certain things. So if someone says, well, it's true for me. Well, if it's not true for everyone, then it's actually not true for them. It's just their perception. It's just their belief. And what we're doing this year is we're intending to get rid of all the beliefs Because as long as we're only believing things, we don't know them, we're on shaky ground. And the whole, one of the main trajectories of this year in the work that we will do over the course of the year is to get to very solid ground. Because it's life changing. So nobody has a personal version of the truth. But, and many people have different belief systems, totally different belief systems. Some people think that um, wearing makeup is fabulous. Some people think that not wearing makeup is better. It's the you know the better's the worse's. 
all these opinions and judgments. That's what belief systems are. Truth transcends all beliefs. And it, literally, the truth is the cure for everything that ails us. Everything. So that's what we're focused on this year. Make a decision to focus on knowing the truth that sets you free. Make this one of your goals this year. Cl letting go of clinging to our perceptions, our beliefs, our opinions, our judgments, and projections so that we can eliminate all the causes of our suffering at the level of the mind. It's the fastest way to remembering that we're already free. We're already as free as we can be. If we don't feel free, all the entrapment... Everything that seems to weigh us down and limit us, it's all in our belief systems. So let us not cling to our belief systems. We're already free, as free as we can be, and we're already as holy as holy as we can be. So let's tune into that vibration. I, I think it's so comforting to realize that tr it, truthfully, in spirit, we just can't become any more holy, more free, more pure. But we can purify our mind, our awareness of the false beliefs. So we can re relinquish the attachments to our perceptions, our beliefs, our opin opinions, judgments, and projections that... We're not already perfect, not already whole, not already complete. It truly is the fastest way to living a truly healthy, harmonious, happy, joyful, loving life. So the work that we're doing here puts us on the fast track. It really does. I'm encouraging you to be willing to notice everything that drags you down so that you can offer it up for healing, so it can be eliminated. And the ego will never help you to do this. Only your own higher Holy Spirit self will help you to do it. You can call it your guardian angel. You can call it uh, whatever you like. The I Am Presence, the mighty I Am Presence is probably my favorite, the beloved. And... There's a lot of support for us in the invisible realm. Most people are completely ignorant of or blocking the help from the invisible realm. And we're going to open up to it this year in Masterful Living. And there's so much support if you're willing to receive. Ask and it is given. Course Miracle says, ask and it is given because it already has been given. Now, check this out. People who are unworthy, or rather, there's nobody who's unworthy. People who feel unworthy are not good receivers because they don't feel worthy. People who feel they're bad are not good receivers because they don't feel worthy. People who feel they're evil or there's darkness within them are not good receivers because they don't feel worthy. People who are unkind and judgmental and mean and complaining and whining and blaming, they're not good receivers because they already have made up all the stories about everything. So they're not interested in the truth. One of the things I've learned is 
if you think you already know what's wrong with you, or you believe there is something wrong with you, or if you believe there's something wrong with anyone else, then you're just not interested in the truth because you are enamored or attached to the meaning that you have made of things. You are clinging to your beliefs, your interpretation, your experiences, and your life are what you interpret. So in order for you to have a life-changing year this year, the number one thing for you to do is to abandon your beliefs. And it might seem like, what? What do you mean? Who will I be without my beliefs? Who you will be is unfettered and free. I always know it's clear truth when it rhymes. Spirit speaks through me in rhymes when I'm teaching. When I'm when I'm having conversations with the friends or with the bank, I don't speak in rhymes, but it happens in class all the time. So if you think someone's a jerk, could you be willing to recognize the Christ in them? No, you won't be willing if you think they're a jerk. If you're not willing even a little bit to see the Christ in someone, then your work is simply to cultivate just that little tiny bit of willingness. And we'll focus a lot on that this year because the willingness is the internal linchpin. It's the fulcrum point of your healing. And it's the willingness to surrender your opinions, the blocks to love, and anything that keeps you out of the flow of love. We're giving all those blocks up so that you can be in the flow of love, which is abundance. It is wholeness. It's freedom. It's wisdom and creativity and prosperity and healing and joy and peace and clarity and all the spiritual qualities of life. And we'll be talking a lot more about that. Everyone in this class is interested in practical, tangible changes in their life, in their circumstances, in their thoughts, their emotions, their physical body, their finances, their relationships, their career. And in order to have practical, tangible changes that are lasting and that are miraculous, you must be willing to become aware of what you're investing your attention in because that's where we work. We work at the level of the mind in our awareness. And you will, over the course of this year, prove to yourself that you can change your mind and it does change your life. All it requires is a willingness to become aware. The truth will set you free. When we resist and feel reluctant and stuck, it's simply because we lack willingness. So the way out of that painful stuckness is to be willing. It's willing to ask for help. Partner up, as I say. And ask for help to be more willing, to be truly willing, and to become aware. Willing to become aware of the truth. Start there and you'll be amazed. Keep affirming these thoughts throughout your day. I'm, I'm willing to receive help. I'm open and available for divine assistance. I'm willing to know the truth. I'm willing to surrender my opinion. I'm willing to surrender the blocks to love. I'm willing to open my heart. 
I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing. Your healing opportunity last week was to pay attention to your thoughts. That was my instruction to you. Noticing when you feel upset and writing it down. Noticing what you were thinking when you were feeling upset. And your willingness to be aware of that process, continuously aware, is going to bring you untold benefits. So at first it can seem like, oh, this is awful. I don't like having all this awareness of how upset I am and how frustrated I am all the time. I don't like being aware that I'm thinking these thoughts. There's a lot of resistance. See, the ego wants to keep all that hidden from your awareness because awareness is curative. Awareness is turning on the light so that you can see what's going on. If you think of it this way, if you think of it as without that light, without that awareness, then the the ugly, gnarly, nasty uh, rodents and the pain and the suffering and uh, all the disease and uh, just everything that we'd like to keep hidden will stay hidden if unless we bring the light, unless we turn on the light. So sometimes when we turn on the light, it's a shock like, oh, God, I didn't want to see that. That's what I was afraid of. Uh, turn off the light. You know, have a cocktail, margarita, turn off the light. But the thing is, is have no opinions about what you see. Seriously, cultivate the ability to look at the gnarliest of thought systems and beliefs and patterns and habits and self-medication and suffering that you've inflicted on yourself and others and just be the observer. Oh, well, look at that. Because the truth is, if you've made a train wreck of your life, just think what you could do if you were working focused with love. If you have the power to blow up your life and make a mess of things, then if you're working with love and with your higher self and in a group of like-minded folks who are doing the same thing, then, well, it's a whole other story. And you can clean up that mess faster than you ever, ever, ever imagined possible. I'm telling you what I know. I've been doing this for years. And it's, it's thrilling. I don't get tired. It's never boring. It's never tiresome. It is always thrilling. So you have to, well, you don't have to, but I'm inviting you to cultivate the willingness to be willing to look non-judgmentally at your stuff and write it down because awareness is healing. Awareness is curative. If it's hidden, it's like the monster under the bed it's like the boogeyman in the closet. It's going to terrorize you. But anybody, pretty much whoever has a monster under the bed or boogeyman in the closet, they get up, they turn on the light, they open the closet, they look under the bed. There's nothing there. It's just a story they made up. So a lot of stuff that terrorizes people is just a story they made up. But they don't know it because they don't turn on the light. So you'll notice if you listen to the community call last week, people were sharing what they noticed. And it was a surprise to them. 
And they learned some things. And based on what they learned, they started making new choices right away. And they started experiencing changes right away. So the thing is, is we're moving out of the habit of seeing sometimes the mess we've made, uh, whatever it is, and just not judging it. I don't know what anything is for. For my learning, it's for my healing. Well, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to have a healing. So I think everything's okay. It's going to be okay. It's 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 going to just a whole lot of learning happening here. That's that's what I've learned to do. And I find that even when things seem really challenging or overwhelming, it it uh, it only lasts tiny bits because then I just remember. God's got this. I, I'm not in control of this. So uh, I, I, this is working together for my good. I'm willing to see that. I'm willing to rise above the storm and see how this storm is actually bringing me benefits. So you, you can't get there without the willingness to turn on the awareness light. So please continue to notice your feelings Notice your upsets. Notice what thoughts you're thinking when you're feeling upset. And write them down. Because in order to change your life, uh, you're going to need to do that. Because without it, you're operating in the dark. And here's the other thing. Be willing to get divine assistance to do this work. So that means partnering up. It's higher Holy Spirit self, help me now. Angels, help me now. Oh, I don't know what this is for, but I'd like to. I'd like to understand it. I'd like to let this go. I don't know how to let it go, but I'm willing. I'm willing to be shown how to let it go. I'm willing to heal. I'm willing to let go of the past. I'm willing to become aware of my thoughts. I'm willing to have a life of joy. I'm willing to feel truly abundant and prosperous. I'm willing to remember that I'm already free and I'm already as holy as holy can be. This year is a year of self-love and joy. And the number one skill required is compassion. So not surprising that that came up in the visioning. Always comes up in my visioning. Compassion makes it possible for us to develop the number two skill, which is awareness. So compassion is actually the number one skill. Compassion is love. Love is the healer because awareness is curative, because all suffering comes from choosing to believe that which is not true. All suffering comes from our attachments. Our attachments, we'll get into that later, but briefly, attachments are... I want it, I need it, I crave it, I can't stand it, I hate it, I don't like it. These are the attachments, the cravings and the aversions. So we're going to develop some real skills this year. We're going to develop expanded awareness and the ability to be non-judgmental and compassionate regardless of what's going on. We're going to learn how to take responsibility, which really is about cultivating the ability to respond, response ability, to respond with love, to respond with compassion, to respond with gratitude to whatever's going on. And we're going to learn to listen with compassion. 
So compassionate listening is healing listening. It's real listening, hearing beyond the words to hearing the voice of the divine in our brothers and sisters and even in ourselves and even in the crazy ego nonsense. We're going to learn to speak with compassion, which is a tremendous life-changing skill. These are life-changing skills that we're going to cultivate this year. And for those who are only doing the New Year's Intentions class, uh, if you'd like to continue on with us in Masterful Living, you can. And you can also set the goals and intentions, aspirations to cultivate these. You really can. So... I believe it was Jenny who shared in the community call. She was wondering who will she be when she's love and when she's loving. And this is a common thing that a lot of people ask. Who will I be without my judgments and opinions? Who will I be? Will I recognize myself? Will people recognize me? Well, yes, you will be recognizable. (laughs) And you'll be your true self. That's who you're going to be. And it's wonderful. And there's no loss. There's only a gain. And several people shared uh, that um, they were surprised at how often they got upset. They, They weren't aware of that. Now, isn't that a nice thing to know? Because you can change that and you can definitely live a more joyful life if you're not getting so upset all the time. So we really work on that in in. Uh, over the course of the year by practicing non-judgment because every upset has at its root an opinion. And that opinion is what you believe is true, but it's not true. The truth sets us free. Opinions upset us. Even opinions like they're the best hockey team in the world. Well, What if somebody doesn't agree? Well, then people get upset. You see? So opinions always upset us. Specialness always upsets us. Right? Uh, Burger King had that slogan, special orders don't upset us. Well, specialness, as uh, defined in A Course in Miracles, it always upsets us. So when we have opinions and judgments about who's better and who's worse and who's best, it just upsets us. So relinquishing the opinions is your pathway this year. It's a pathway of non-judgment. It's a pathway of a basic fundamental Course of Miracles 101. And one of the things you'll start to notice is the temptation to consistently push away the awareness or the opportunities for awareness because you, you feel like a victim. There's nothing you can do. Nothing I can do about that. It's just the way it is. It is what it is. Well, there's something you can do about it. You can change your mind about it. And nothing is more powerful than that. So, one of the reasons we don't pay attention to our thoughts and feelings is because we'd like to be able to ignore them in order to operate without getting brought down by what we perceive, being brought down by our opinions and judgments and because we have a fundamental belief that we can't heal it we don't have what it takes so a lot of times we actively choose to ignore 
the things that are so painful. In our classes, we're training our mind to work at the level of the mind, which is where the causation is in our life. And we're going to learn a lot about that this year. But it's making up your mind, I'm going to become very aware because I'm taking out the trash. And I, I don't, I'd like to be aware of all the stinky trash that I've let pile up in my awareness. All those blocks of love, taking them all out so I can be in the flow of love and healing and abundance and prosperity and have harmonious relationships and physical healing, emotional healing, mental healing, whole lot of healing going on. So when we we feel that we we don't have what it takes to heal something, then we're in this place of managing and coping and settling. And that is oh, that's a wasteland. That is a wasteland. So it's it's just it's a purgatory. So that's one of the primary things to focus on this year is moving out of managing, coping, and settling. So the first thing we do is we just become aware of it. Because remember, we're going to give the heavy lifting to the higher self to lead us and guide us out of the wasteland, out of the valley of shadows, and into the light. So we don't have to figure out how to make any of it happen. No, no, no. That is not our job. Our job is to be aware of the guidance that will quickly take us out of our misery. So if you're not willing to be aware, if you're not willing to pay attention to what is the cause of your upsets and how upset you are and what's really going on, then you're kind of just going to keep settling every day for what you've got with no hope of change. That's why people feel stuck and helpless and hopeless. And I think one of the best things about this work that we're doing is we can get out of feeling stuck, helpless, and hopeless. So, you know, initially responsibility seems like a curse word. <laughs> and I, I'll tell you more about that as we, we get into this year. But um, because I, I totally thought that in the beginning. And now it is my joy to take responsibility. So in order to take responsibility and cultivate the ability to respond, we've got to be willing to become aware. And part of the key factor in our awareness is developing humility. Humility. And we'll talk a lot about that this year, too. So here's what true humility is. True humility is when you recognize you're not better than and you're not less than, you're one with. That's what true humility is. No one is better than, no one is less than, we're all one with each other. That's true humility. And that is the place where we can stand on fertile ground for our healing, for our expansion, and for the glory of goodness. All right. Now, Anand, I see you've got your hand raised. You've had it raised for a while here. We're way over time, and I'm going to say a prayer and play a song. So 
uh, just going to ask you to be super lasered and brief if you can. Thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, um, I was I was going to say that I was feeling really tired and fatigued and worthless and all this other stuff. And then you addressed all this stuff in your – like when I, when I raised my hand, you sort of addressed like practically everything that I was thinking about. <laughs> Um, in a lot of different ways. I mean, you just went in and you went in the zone. And so um, I'm going to just leave. I, I don't need to. I don't need to do anything. I just need to um, let go of it and then just sort of move on. And so um, I'm just going to let you go and do your thing, and then um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, just continue with working on the practices and and stuff. So I'll just I'll just uh, drop out here now. So. Uh all right. Well, thanks. Good to hear your voice. Thank you. Yeah. See, you 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 ask and it is given. Even before you ask, it is given. That's the nature of the divine. All right. So So this week you're uh I'm I'm inviting you cuz this we're laying the groundwork here now. So you're going to begin to see pretty quickly here that if you're not willing to do anything, then your life isn't going to change that much. So you don't have to do a lot, but just doing something will make a difference. So continue to write things down, noticing your upsets and what you're thinking when you feel upset. We don't want to deny our feelings. Our feelings are so helpful to us. You can repeat the visioning. You'll have the download. You can make more notes. And you can also go back through the the taking stock of the upsets that we did last week and just contemplate each one of them. Are you willing to let those go? What are the opinions that are driving those upsets? Just write them down. Don't have to let them go yet. Just write them down. We've got a whole year to do this. Uh, for those who are just doing New Year's intentions, you, of course, you have the whole year too. So there's no hurry. It's more valuable to just begin to get into this rhythm of you're doing something every day to cultivate your awareness. You're doing something every day. And you can contribute in the Facebook group. Uh, the links to the Facebook group are in your class pages. If you have any challenges uh, for Masterful Living students setting up your podcast, uh, Angela at JenniferHadley.com will help you. If you have any kind of payment issues or any kind of uh, technical stuff like that, uh, Tina at JenniferHadley.com. We're getting ready to ship all the workbooks. And... So make sure you've got your workbooks ordered so we can ship them to you. And let's pray. So grateful and so thankful to take this breath of love and gratitude. So grateful and so thankful to say yes to the infinite love intelligence that is leading us and guiding us in every single moment. The knower who knows is within. The knower who knows is always there for us. The knower who knows is leading us and guiding us every moment of every day. So grateful. 
so thankful to open our hearts and open our minds to the very highest possibility of love. We are grateful and thankful to let our healing be. We're grateful and thankful to allow it to be. We're sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. And in deep and abiding gratitude, we joyfully allow the healing to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. I'm going to uh, share a song. It's by a man named Jamie Lula. J-A-M-I-L-U-L-A. I'll see if I can find a video to put in the Facebook group. And it's called Something's Calling Me. Something's Calling Me by Jamie Luma.
calling me A little bit deeper than I've ever been Passion's calling me a little bit deeper than I've ever been before. My faith keeps calling me a little bit deeper than I've ever been The moderator has left the conference.